the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. This is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith with Amber Servany. I'm Andrew Hansen. Father Dominic Rankin is here. Father, good to see you. Thank you. Good to be behind the mic. So you were here to talk about evolution and the Big Bang Theory, creation, Adam and Eve. Can't wait to get into all that. But really quick, you're training for the Chicago Marathon. I am. Working up towards it. Yep. Have you run a marathon yet? I have. I've ran a couple of marathons in the past, and... Um, this is this will be my second time doing the Chicago Marathon. What's your average time, or what, what was your? Um, I've done anywhere between three forty and three oh five. Whoa! Yeah, Amber's just like whoa. My time was just a little bit over. That. Oh, you run a marathon? <laughs> yeah. What you did Chicago, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Oh. Yeah. You gonna run with Bishop Aprock? You know, he's not doing Chicago. He, he's he, not. He kind of goes all over the country. Yep. I think he's doing Indianapolis come fall this year. Okay. Um, I'll be doing Chicago uh, with one of our seminarians. Oh, very good. Well, we wish you all the best. So these are some fascinating subjects, Father Dominic, because, you know, I feel like the church is, I want to say move, but, you know, we we, we go with science on on these things. So as science evolves, you know, the church looks at that. So let's talk about evolution first, because is that, that's kind of the, uh, what we say. Um, We don't really necessarily have a, a stance on evolution. Am I kind of saying that correctly? Yeah, I think you're on the right track. If you look at the, the church's teaching in recent memory, once the theory of evolution came out after Darwin proposes it and stuff, um, you see gradually the church coming to grips with the fact that, okay, we have to understand scienti- the scientific realm based on the evidence that science gives us um, and the religious realm based on the evidence that revelation gives us. Um, from the beginning of the church, this was not a problem, right? If you go back to uh, within the scriptures themselves or look at Augustine or look at Jerome, look at these early characters in the church's history, they look at scripture, they don't mean to read it entirely literally, right? Um, when they flip open Genesis, you've got two accounts, first of all, and they, they say things with a, a different focus, a different lens. And the church wasn't like, oh, rats, that means this must be wrong. No, it's like you read this, John Paul II says you read it as, like the truest form of myth. I think perhaps that word myth even sets us on the wrong track. Perhaps better said, read it like, I don't know, epic poetry, right? Or, or something along those lines where we look at Genesis and we say, okay, there's truth here. The Lord is telling us something about ourselves, something about who he created us to be, something about who he is. Um, but that's not to say that when science tells us, okay, extrapolate back from looking at galaxies and you, you get yourself back to a, a point in time where everything's smashed into one, you know, spot that the faith is like, oh, we got to throw that out. No, it's truth. Um, truth is of God. As Christians, we believe that we look at Genesis, we find truth. We look at science, we find truth. Um, and our task is to, is to come to deeper and deeper understanding of, of all of that. Yeah, you mentioned John Paul II. Um, this is something you touched on in a Catholic Times Hey, Father, as well, but you, you, you talked about John Paul II. He said, it is possible that the human body, following the order impressed by the creator on the energies of life, could have gradually been prepared in the form of antecedent living beings. Um, and that, that you, you use that language, you know, could, may, you know, we don't, we don't have all of the answers. Science, of course, every day is trying to, trying to find more answers. And, and so kind of, to your point, faith and science, and I think this is a misnomer about the Catholic faith, is we are incredibly pro-science. No kidding. Yeah. So these things, are faith and science run parallel to each other. Yes. Um, do you think, yeah, when we talk about the, the misnomer there, I mean, Church, church is always following what science is saying. And, and if science does come up with something new that is obviously proven, 
Um, how does how do you think that does relate? Because I'm not. What if science does come up with something? I mean, we're not just going to just change our faith on it. Um, but at the same token, they do run parallel. Yeah. I think the way that we we see kind of the mutual informing of of both of those sides, so to speak, um, is particularly in the moral sphere. Science allows us to do many things. The church says, okay, when we take a step back, is not to say, is this a, a true or false thing? That science allows us to, you know, untangle, you know, reality in a way that allows us to, to tinker with it, right? Um, that's a great thing. It's a power that we've been given by the Lord. But when the faith says, okay, but should we push it this far? You know, look at um, IVF or something along those lines where it's like science allows us to do this, but is it a good thing to do? And that's where we look back to the beginning, back to Genesis. The Lord not only creates man, and we can look at, going from John Paul II, we can look at how, how did our bodies come to be, perhaps over time through evolution's you know, methods. Um, but he also gives man freedom to choose how to rightly you know, order his life, act in the world. That freedom is a gift that goes beyond what evolution can provide, right? And that's the evidence that John Paul II gives for there's got to be something beyond evolution. Even if evolution does explain a lot, it doesn't explain everything. Um, and that's, I think, the place where faith and, and reason sort of parallel each other and, and work together to open our eyes more and more to the truth. I think the one thing that's hard, maybe, Amber, I'm, I'm thinking about this, is you think of evolution, um, you know, they, they, they talk about how humans and came apes and gorillas and things like that. It's like, boy, it was, is that what happened? You know, are, are humans literally just all of a sudden went from this to this and then all of a sudden humans happened and then at what point did souls come into play um and yeah obviously we'll, we'll perhaps you know never know sure. um is is that it, i guess when it comes to the soul factor is that where we we look to genesis because at some point in time animals or beings were around but uh genesis is where is is the moment where god created soul yeah I think it's fascinating to look back at Genesis with the eyes of scientifically minded 21st century people. Um, because, I mean, you look at it and it literally is like, you know, in the beginning, there's nothing out there, which is exactly what the Big Bang Theory says was the case. You know, God said, let there be light and there was light. Like, many people over the years have pointed out to the fact that if you read this literally, it means there's light before there's stars, which doesn't make sense if you're just thinking in terms of like our solar system and there's a star up there. But if you're thinking in terms of the Big Bang, there was light before there was stars. Like there's this place of incredible energy and incredible like compactness. Boom, you've got light. God saw that it was good, right? Fast forward to the point of man's creation. <clears throat> it says that God created man out of the dust of the earth. And then it says that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Again, that drives with a lot of what science shows us about, okay, the material that makes up my body is very similar to that that makes up the body of an, a chimpanzee or an ape or a gorilla, you know, like... Um, even the, my cells are very similar to other just cellular organisms of all sorts. Um, there's a, a uh, you can see an evident kind of similarity there, continuity, right? But there's this point where we're like, but there's something about me that far surpasses those other critters. You and I are talking right now and conversing about this, discussing it, you know, like um, questioning it. We're doing science itself. That's something that only human beings can do. Um, and there it shows an evidence for something that's deeper than the mere material. If I'm just a, a material kind of calculating machine, um, just a set of like chemical processes, 
then you wouldn't call me alive, right? <laughs> and you wouldn't be talking with me right now. Um, you, you mentioned the Big Bang Theory. I could have sworn when we were growing up, you know, the, was it the Catholic Church that basically said Big Bang Theory bad? Or, I mean, it was kind of frowned upon because it was interesting. The Big Bang Theory was developed by a Catholic priest from Belgium. Um, and so I, I, I just, I guess I could have sworn decades ago, Big Bang Theory, no, no, no. You remember, I mean, that's my, that's my memory too. But I feel like when you were talking, what, what was the disconnect is, okay, you, you draw, you, um, connected man, creation of man to the ground. And so that would not be far, but that isn't how woman was. Oh, sure. Interesting. So then it's like, <laughs> okay, so he may have been, but then she is what? Just really spectacular. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> seems about right. <laughs> but it's interesting, you know, you know, Pope Francis talked about, it. he said the big bang that is placed today on the origin of the world does not contradict the divine intervention, but exacts it. Exactly. And, and that, and that's what I think. Yeah. I, when I think of the big bang, it's, it's, a moment in time when the Big Bang Theory is essentially when God decided, let there be light, let there be stars, let there be humans. Like that, that is exacts the moment. Yeah. And that's what you kind of think what, what Pope Francis is, is alluding to there. So yeah, maybe there's some disconnect on what is the definition of the Big Bang Theory. We now as Catholics say, we know that's just basically when God decided this is when life and life as we know it is going to start. At this moment in time, but over a period of time, still over still a period, over of, time, period of time. Right? But, but there was still, yeah, but there, but, <laughs> sure. there, but there was still a moment when there was nothing, right, and then right. something had to happen. What's and that fascinating was about that is that I think you're right in saying that a lot of Christians just a couple decades ago would have been sort of allergic to the Big Bang theory. Like the thought was that this was an atheistic sort of way of viewing the the way the world came to be. But when the, when the theory was first proposed, many of the atheistic scientists of that time rejected it at first because they thought it was like, this is some imposition of Christianity back into science. It's like they're trying to get their idea of God starting the whole thing off because they wanted to believe in a universe that just existed forever. And, this, and the Big Bang Theory was like, nope, there was a point in time where time and matter did not exist. And after that point, time and matter do exist. They're like, there's no material cause that can make that happen, so science can't explain it, which means that a scientist that's trying to explain thing, everything with just material means is at a loss for like, what do I do with this? So it's, it's funny that in the aftermath of that, as science, you know, incorporated that theory into the rest of the way that we saw the world, um, Christians got more and more kind of reticent <laughs> to agree with it because at first it's like, no, that, that almost agrees exactly with what we say about the world, that God created everything out of nothing. Um, evolution, it's this intricate tremendous beautiful way that we see organisms with incredible complexity um you know gradually growing and and um gaining you know information gaining complexity as well um that almost gives more glory to god than if he were to just snap his fingers and just create everything individually right to put into place the way that he allows his creation to continue the act of creation right um particularly man made in the image and likeness of god uh, it is so fascinating what you said because yeah, I remember I always remember Big Bang Theory bad, but yeah. when you when you, I just think it was just the definition of how it was being developed. Maybe yes. people were just confused on the definition, but I think Pope Francis's words are are spot on. It just it just it, it exacts a moment in time. The yes. Big Bang Theory is in essence an exacts a moment in time when God said, "All right, let's get the world and, and life going." So that brings us back to Adam and Eve. Um, are we to take that whole story literal? Because there are two versions of how Adam and Eve are created. So how are we as Catholics supposed to view the story of Adam and Eve? Sure. If you go back to 
Pius XII or then John Paul II, both of them proposed basically the same sort of requirements. Revelation tells us, one, that God created the world, and two, that he bestowed upon human creatures that particularly that particular identity of made in the image and likeness of God. And that the church has most always understood this as some, you know, using the idea of the soul, that we've got something within ourselves, um, a place where God's grace can dwell, a, a, a kind of a rooting in um, that rationality that we know to be God's in essence, right? That in, intelligence uh, that we all have within ourselves. And we all recognize that. The fact that we can have hopes and dreams and conversations and say prayers and study things all give evidence of that kind of intrinsic nature. And that we can't, you know, by explaining things in a material way, by explaining things in an evolutionary way, evolution is fine as long as it's not claiming to explain everything about us, right? And we can't jettison that idea of there's something deeper to us than just the matter that I'm made of. Because the other thing, you think about the Adam and Eve story, you have Cain and Abel after, mm. and, well, we all know how procreation is supposed to happen, but if they only have two sons, well, procreation can't happen anymore after that. So that in and of itself, when I read that, that tells me, well, this story isn't to be taken literal. There is there is a lot more to it than sure. than what what's in the Bible. But but of course, it still it still sets up the fall and, and why the world is the world is today. Right. And that's what Genesis is trying to describe, that reality. God created humans meant to live a life that was similar to his, meant to create like he created, meant to love like he loves. Cain and Abel is an example of when that didn't happen, right? And so it's, it's teaching the rest of us, the rest of human, humanity, how to live a good life and who you are at your essence. Uh, but it's not trying to describe, you know, with scientific rigor, the, the you know, early days of, of humankind. Do you ever try, your, your, does your brain hurt trying to research all this? Yes. yes. But it's so fascinating. It's fascinating. It's so fascinating. It's utterly about, fascinating. Yeah. One of my, you know, I, I, this always pops in my head when we talk about like the infiniteness of our world. The one thing that always like gets me is a star can be burned out for like millions of years and you're still seeing the light come to you because it's, it's that far just away. It's so far away. That blows my mind. But it shows you, I mean, just like there's so much part of this world that, we, you know, we know nothing about. Yeah, but, yeah. but how we still, we, we use science, we use scripture uh, to come to our best conclusions possible. But it's, it's so fun to think about. Yeah, that. yeah. The heavens <laughs> declare the glory of God. Psalm 19, right? Like, you, we, and the more we look at the heavens, the more we dig into what's happening up there and down here, the more it's just marvelous to see, like, the, the, the extravagance with which God creates. Like, he could have just created a small little world and a small little solar system on its own. But instead, he's like, nope, we're going to put billions of galaxies out there just for you guys to explore. <laughs> like, do, you ever, do you ever think, um, I guess, do you think, or does the church have a stance on, there is only one earth, there is only one people, there's not another earth out there that, of course, we don't know about, that maybe even Jesus died or did something over there to save those people. Do, do we believe that this is, we, we are it? Pope Francis was once asked that he's like, "Would you baptize an alien?" Um, and he said, <laughs> he, he's, "I think he said if he if he like if he accepted Christ, then right? Yes, yeah, yeah, basically, like if the alien is capable of talking to me and and receiving that truth, you know, if he's cap- if he has some sort of rationality, right, then he's capable of being of being baptized in the name of of uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit." Um, it's an interesting topic to kind of like stretch our brains around. Obviously, we don't have evidence right. for it, you know, and God hasn't shown to us like, oh, there might be some other world out there, nor has, has science. Um, but what an interesting thought, you know, and it should, that should not um, 
leave a Christian distraught at the idea of there's more out there than we know, that's precisely, I mean, the Lord's always unfolding before our eyes more and more marvelous things. Um, whether that be in science or in, in revelation, we find that as well. You know, you dig deeper into scripture and you're like, I can never reach the bottom of this. I can just keep going and going and going, you know, finding more. Um, that's exactly the case in, in creation as well. Yeah, so, so do you think, um, so, so, we're, so as Catholics, we're not supposed to take Adam and Eve in the creation purely literal. Yep. Um, so do we think that, that, that God, again, maybe it was just natural through evolution that several human beings came into existence and Adam and Eve is the, is the, you know, quote, story that kind of shows the fall of man. But, but there were clearly several human beings perhaps created at the same time through evolution. Again, we don't know, but am I, am I on maybe the, perhaps the right track? Yeah. Um, if you read, so Pius XII, Humanae Generis, this is in 1950 or so, he's the pope that says evolution is not at conflict with the Christian faith. And he's the one that first speaks on that truth that, but... We can't believe that man is merely material. There is a spiritual soul um, that founds who he is, how he's made in the image and likeness of God, his dignity. And he spoke about the, the discussions of science at that time of, what, did man come out of a large group? Was there, can we trace ourselves back to one man, one woman kind of thing? And there's, there's good scientific discussion on that point of how we can trace our DNA back. And there's interesting debate about whether or not it would go back to an individual or an entire kind of group. Pius Twelfth said, in any case, it's important that at this point, we don't know how to reconcile the understanding that we have from Genesis of God creating man in his image and likeness and the fall into original sin with a, a situation in which there's thousands of human-like critters running around in some group. I love how you always do the word critters. But, but he spoke <laughs> about, like, we don't know right now how to reconcile those things. It's not to say that, like, the only way that we can believe this is if there was Adam and Eve um, even if you look at those Genesis stories, the, the terminology they use um, is that of mankind. And then God, you know, uh, establishes them in his image and likeness, man and woman, you know. So there's conversation to be had there. Um, and again, the, the findings of science, if they can trace details back to that time period, uh, are not going to be in conflict with what we believe to be how God, uh, you know, gave to us his, his own image and likeness. But what you're saying is that the Adam and Eve story is not necessarily um, myth, but that the difference would be that there just wasn't just an Adam and just an Eve? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think we use myth in that term of like, oh, it's a legend. It's like false. No, that's not what we're saying about Genesis. But to read it carefully is to read it with both the eyes of a scientifically-minded person that says, okay, I know something about what happened there based on the findings of science, and I know something about what that's trying to get at at a deeper level whether that be the, the spiritual level, the moral level, you know, um, based on what I know to be true about Scripture. What do you think the big takeaway is for a Catholic when we talk about these issues of creationism, evolution, Big Bang theory? Uh, obviously, we, we, won't, we won't know everything. Um, what, what, do you think is, yeah, what do you think the big takeaway is for us as Catholics as, as we dive into these issues and we think about our own mortality, we think about our souls, we think about God and being made in his image? I think two things. One is to just be blown away by how the Lord works and the fact that he uses such intricate, such amazing, um, you know, uh, sort of, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on a loss of words. Like we look at the world and we see something absolutely incredible. Um, the, di- the deeper we dig into it using science, 
shows us that again and again and again. Um, to just, I mentioned my star example. We did the, the the size and scope of the universe. I think of black holes. Yeah, like the whole idea of a black hole is just like amazes me. Yeah, let that amaze you. I think yeah. let it's that awe. amaze you. Yeah. Let awe kind of just come away from that. Take that to prayer. You know, I think the second thing. Christianity has gotten the like people view Christianity as contrary to science. That's utterly not the case. And that we have to be the people that know how to explain our faith in terms that modern man can can understand. How many young people are leaving the faith because they don't think science fits with it, right? Um, that's terrible because it's absolutely not the case, but we've just explained ourselves poorly. And we have to we have to learn how to explain ourselves well. Well, you bring that up because here and I, Amber, I was like, did we did we not agree with the yes, big theory? Well, sure where, where were we on that? <laughs> and now, but it's interesting you say that because I do feel like in recent generations, especially JP two and Benedict now and Pope Francis. Pope Francis, I feel like has has talked about science. I mean, he wrote a whole encyclical on the environment and things like that. So, um, and I, I feel like we are. We are we are coming to that in, in a better way in in promoting and explaining our faith and how it is tied to science. Especially, we talk about the abortion issue and how science clearly shows that this is a human being at moment of conception. And we're using, you know, fifty sixty years ago when ultrasounds didn't exist. You know, the church still had this stance that we were made in the image likeness of God yeah. at, at conception. And now science. Just, now we got more scientific yeah, evidence to to, to back, back it up. that up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I do feel like this is we we are slowly coming out there. But you bring it up because I know. Uh, Bishop Barron has spoken about this to the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, the people who are leaving the faith. One of their issues is they don't think our church, our faith aligns with science. So part of like podcasts and things like this of explaining like, no, actually we are. And we're open to, we're open to looking at science. We're not just this closed off church that yeah. says, no, this, this is it. Evolution, Big Bang, this is it. No. Um, so I think it's very fascinating to hear what you have to say. So... Father Dominic, you're the man. Thanks for coming in. I know that was, that was a lot of hard work to, to come up with all that explanation. You did a lot of research for us. I so did. Thank I'm going to keep digging. It's fascinating. <laughs> now that I, I've like gone in a little bit, I'm like, I got to know more about this. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah. We can also rack your brain a little bit. But yeah, remain awe-inspired as you look out in the stars tonight. This has been Dive Deep. Uh, more podcasts, head on over to dive.org slash podcast. We thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.